Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. I'm Michael Anderson, and today we have Ashley Dean from the Sports Academy in the studio. We're going to be talking about developing high-level talent in sports, and we hope to make the next 30 minutes a very good investment of your time. Today's show is brought to you by Geico Local Office, car and homeowner's insurance for the 805. You could save up to 15%. Call 805-487-7847. Geico Local Office. Michael Anderson is the CEO and Chief Investment Officer at Maranatha Financial. Due to industry regulations, he will not discuss any of Maranatha's investments on this program. All opinions expressed by participants on this program are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Maranatha Financial or its affiliates. For more information, visit Maranatha.com. It's time for Big Money in the 805 with your host, Michael Anderson, bringing you a feature interview, a local nonprofit spotlight, and some financial wisdom. Get local and relevant information for the 805. For show notes and more information, go to maranatha.com. And now, here's your host, Michael Anderson. Welcome to the program. We've got a great show today. We have Ashley Dean on the program. She is the Director of Corporate Development with the Sports Academy in Thousand Oaks. And we want to discuss sports in the 805 and how the Sports Academy is dressing a growing need with sports training, health, and mindfulness. We also have Elena Brokaw on the show today. She's the Executive Director with the Museum of Ventura County. And we're going to learn more about what's new and exciting with the Museum of Ventura County. One quick reminder, the show does go onto our podcast directly after it airs. So you can check that out and all of the previous shows, Big Money and the 805. Look on your phone on the podcast app. Listen while you're taking the dogs for a walk or driving in the car. It's free. It's always on demand. So you can go to your podcast app on your phone and search for Big Money in the 805 to subscribe. Ashley, thank you for being on the program today. Hey, thank you, Mike. Thank you for having me. So, Ashley, you've been in sports industry now for over 17 years. So talk to us, in what ways has sports changed and has youth sports changed since you've been in the sports industry? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, gone are the days of playing, you know, kick the can or pick up basketball at the rec center. Um, and the focus now is really on privatization of sports. And kids are being asked to specialize at an earlier age, which is really putting tremendous pressure on families, both in terms of time commitment and financial commitment. Um, and really, kids have just lost the liberty to go out and play amongst themselves. Everything is really focused, private, and specialized. Yeah, I'm noticing that as well. Maybe you can highlight some of the statistics and, and the economy. It's a big business now, youth sports and, and training. I see a lot of sports tourism and club team and training. That also is going on as well. What can you share with us about some of the statistics and the economy of, uh, of sports and youth? Sure. Time Magazine actually just came out with a great article in September, and it was all focused on the youth sports industry. And actually here in the U.S., it's a $15.4 billion industry. And basically on average, families are spending more than 10% of their income on kids' sports. And that really, I mean, that's including the cost of equipment, training, camps, and travel. But really what's happening is, you know, parents are investing at an earlier age in their kids in hopes that these kids are getting scholarships into college. But the reality is only 2% of high school athletes actually make it into college um, with a scholarship. But at the same time, you know, college coaches are starting to recruit at an earlier and earlier age 
And that's putting pressure on the families to invest at an earlier age and giving the kids the opportunity to travel. Now, at the same time, across the country, when we talk about tourism numbers, it's one of the biggest opportunities for cities and towns across the U.S. to generate additional revenue through hotel stays and restaurants because families are traveling all over the country to give their kids opportunities to compete at the highest level um, and get them seen in front of college coaches. Yeah, I'm seeing so much energy put into the youth and and different specialization at a young age. I think the Sports Academy has done a wonderful job trying to center around this concept and be mindful of making it a very good resource to put into and not just sports for the sake of sports. But let's talk about uh, the Sports Academy. When the Sports Academy was built, and it's a beautiful facility. What was the problem you guys were trying to solve when you guys came up with this idea? So basically going back to the reality um, of, of sports today for, for the youth population, parents are spending hours and hours of their time traveling from one location to the next, trying to get their kids every opportunity to get in front of the best coaches or maybe incorporate strength and conditioning or go see a nutritionist. So what we've done is we've put everything in one location, which allows families ultimately hours back in their day. So kids can come here and train. And while the kids are training and getting access to all these specialists and practitioners, um, that access is in one location. Then now the families and the parents actually have hours back in their day where they can invest in themselves, perhaps jump into one of the services here that we offer that's for them. That sounds great. And I've been to the facility. I took a tour with you and I saw that it's not all one thing that I think was important for me to notice was that the sports training is such a big deal, but there's the other side of sports as well, the mental side. And it's it's also you have the learning center where you guys do additional places to enable you to be that one-stop shop. And I want to get into some of that as well. Sure. But before we do that, let's talk about how the sports academy, the facility, and, and the technology that you guys have put into this place. I mean, it's an A-plus facility. Who is your target customer when you're setting all that up? Can you talk about what you're looking for and how you help them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our our focus is unlocking the next level athlete in every person. And so we do this by taking a scientific technology-driven approach to developing what we call the full circle athlete. But the reality is we focus on athletes of all ages and abilities. We have programs starting as early as five years of age and that go through up to the active aging crowd, which is really 65 years and older. But given that we do have state-of-the-art technology, in addition to the caliber of our coaches and practitioners, um, in this first year alone, we've had great success in drawing professional athletes from really around L.A., but then across the country as well. They'll come in and they'll spend time here and they'll train because of the you know, the intimacy of the environment, even though we are 96,000 square feet, there's really parts of the day where it gives professional athletes a little, you know, an intimate training environment. And then on a regular basis, especially after school, we're bustling with kids who are here who are just trying to become the best version of themselves as an athlete. Tell me about some of the metrics uh, in terms of sports performance. How does the Sports Academy view sports performance and how do you help these high level professional athletes that come into your facility and also these kind of five-year-olds or youth sports athletes grow in their performance? What are some ways that you do that? Sure. Well, everything we do here um, is, is what we like to call intentional training. 
So it's really it's really tailored to the needs of the individual client. So each each individual that comes in here really goes through a series of questions and an assessment, which ha- allows us to really identify what the best practice for that individual would be. So it's a customized approach to the athlete. Maybe you can give an example of that. Let's say I have a couple kids in elementary school and they play basketball and volleyball and they were to come in looking to increase their performance in these sports. What would that process look like if we were trying to customize something for them? Sure, absolutely. So, you know, we, we'd, we'd want mom or dad to be there um, when, we're, when we're talking to the kids. And, and the first thing we do is really do a lot of listening. Um, we want to understand the goals and the interest levels of each of the athletes. Just because they're siblings and they're related doesn't mean they necessarily have the same appreciation or goals for their sport that they're most interested in. So what we'll do is we'll do a lot of listening. We'll understand what the time commitment of the family is, um, and we'll also understand what their budget is. And then from there, we'll be able to make recommendations across a variety of programs. So in some cases, it could be you know, a weekly clinic. In other cases, if the kid's ready to advance to the next level, we'll actually go ahead and, and encourage them to join one of our club teams, which is, you know, more of a five or six month commitment. And then once they're in here and they get going with their sport, which is more sport specific training, we'll start to introduce them to the other services that we offer, which ultimately enhance their ability to perform at the next level. What are a couple of those? Could you give a couple examples? Absolutely. So we have um, sports performance is really strength and conditioning. It focuses on um, getting kids faster, stronger. We also do a lot of work with agility and stability. Uh, We have mindset development. So we believe here that training the mind is just as important as training any muscle. We have two certified sports psychologists on staff, which really their focus is on providing athletes tools to overcome roadblocks or give them the critical edge they need to beat competition. At the same time, we believe that recovery is incredibly important to the athlete's journey. So we have a recovery center, which includes Normatec compression sleeves. On an injury prevention standpoint, we have a biomechanics lab, which basically we can run a variety of assessments, reaction time testing, balance assessments, jumping evaluation, Again, to really pinpoint where there might be some inefficiencies in the athlete's movement and make recommendations on how they can maybe strengthen a certain muscle or increase the range of motion, certain joints, so that they can perform at a higher level and for a longer period of time. I want to ask you about the the mindset program and mindset development. I see that as a very, very big deal, and I think it's something that's not being addressed as well as it needs to be. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that program and how you help with that. Can you give give an overview of those programs you guys offer? Yeah, so mindset development, again, it's it's really a series of um, either one-on-one sessions or appointments with an athlete where we can work on goal setting and overcoming, you know, maybe uh, um, roadblocks when when a child's up in match point. Let's talk about volleyball for a second. Match point and the child has to serve, um, actually giving them the tools to be able to overcome those scenarios where they're, they're going into it with a positive mindset and full of confidence. We have various offerings as well in mindset development, which includes a mindset lab, which basically provides cognitive and vision training tools with state-of-the-art technology we have known as the DynaBoard and NeuroTracker. So again, these are are options where kids can come in, get on the equipment, and actually start training their mind to perform at a higher level. 
Um, and then we do tremendous workshops, which are great for the kids, but also for the parents. So really, parents need to understand that parents have access to the services here where we can be the experts and, and make the recommendations, and it doesn't have to fall on the parents to do the coaching in the car on the ride home, because that, in a lot of times, a lot of times, often that can be really detrimental to the kids' development as well. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I see that a lot. And I had this question come up online. They asked me to ask you, they said, champions are made, not born. So that's the quote. But how does a parent or a coach help their athlete be more competitive? If you're yeah. trying to increase that kind of that grit or tenacity or, or increase their confidence, how do you help them stay in the game when they're down? What are some ways that the Sports Academy is addressing that? Yeah, I mean, so I, I think a lot of that, again, goes back to allowing our experts and coaches here to be the voice when we're talking to the kids and the players. Kind of a side note, we created a mezzanine, which is on the second floor, which looks out over all the courts. And we actually intentionally created that for the parents so that we could, you know, encourage the parents to remove themselves from the sideline where parents tend to do. We see it a lot. Parents will coach from the sideline. That gives really a lot of confusing messages to the kids. So it's really, you know, once once a child is engaged with a coach, we give the coach a lot of freedom to help and work on teamwork within within the sport and within the team because that is developed through a variety of things. It's developed through how practices are designed. It's developed through team bonding activities. And all of these things actually transfer over nicely into the development of the child's confidence and the ability to perform as the best version of themselves. Talk to me about corporate services. I know at the facility, one of the things I was impressed with was you guys at the Sports Academy, you do corporate services to corporations or other nonprofit groups, and it was pretty interesting what you guys are doing. Share, share with our listeners what's going on with that. Yeah, great. No, great. I'm glad we had a chance to talk about this. So studies actually show that investing in employees leads to increased productivity, less stress, and higher employee morale. So really, I mean, everything we're doing here can be transferred over to the corporate environment. So we have created a corporate wellness program. This could include a variety of things. It could include a half-day, full-day, multi-day retreat where a team comes in. It could be a department within a company. It could be a company-wide event. Uh, we recently had an event for 300 people. Company came over. They spent the day with us. They kind of did their off-site meetings um, and strategy sessions, and then they ended the, the day by playing a variety of different sports. Um, and, you know, we, we can incorporate yoga into that. So it's really, again, a customizable, tailored experience for what that team team's looking for. In addition, we have executive membership options, And we can even, a fun one is that we can develop a corporate Olympics. And this is something, you know, we're looking to do within Ventura County, within L.A. County, is bring companies in and have them compete against each other and be able to, you know, share experiences through sweat and laughter and fun and a little little competition along the way. I know there's a lot of buzz about everything you guys are doing out there at the Sports Academy, and it's an A-plus job. A lot of people have not been able to get out there to check it out yet. Um, what's the best way for people to learn more about the offerings you guys have? Yeah, we would love for you to stop by for a visit. So our hours of operation are Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 10 p.m., and then Saturdays and Sundays, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m., so really, I mean, it's really hard to conceptualize what we're doing. So we always encourage people to stop by. 
You can learn more about Sports Academy online. Go to sportsacademy.us. But for a direct tour, you can also call Ashley at 844-518-7246. Thank you so much, Ashley, for being on the program today. Thank you. Now it's time for the Nonprofit Spotlight with your host, Michael Anderson, on Big Money in the 805. Nonprofit Spotlight. Here's a local group we want you to know about, Nonprofit Spotlight. Today's Spotlight is brought to you by Era Energy, powered by safety, innovation, and community. We help keep California moving forward. Today we have Elena Brokaw, the Executive Director of the Museum of Ventura County, as our Nonprofit Spotlight. Thank you for being on the program with us, Elena. It is my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you've got some exciting things going on right now at the Museum of Ventura County. I wanted to see if you could share with our listeners What's new and exciting? Oh, I can. The question is, when should I stop sharing? There's a lot <laughs> going on here at the museum, and I'm very happy to be able to talk about them. I'm going to launch right into what's going on just in the first couple of weeks of December, because that's all we really have time to do. On Sunday, the 3rd of December, we're really happy. We have our first ever joint free first Sunday at the museum in Ventura County with Spark, the Santa Paula Animal Rescue Center. This is a pet Santa event. So you don't have a pet Santa. Okay, so Santa's not your pet. You bring your pet to meet Santa. We've got Santa there. He's all sprayed down with, like, anti-allergens, so he won't be allergic to your pets. We're inviting you to bring your friendly pets. Come in, have a picture with Santa. We've got a craft to uh, make antlers for your pet or for you. You can make antlers for yourself, I guess. We have Spark will be there with some adoptable dogs, and uh, we're looking for donations for Spark, and it's all free. The museum is open to the public, and that's going to be a really fun family event. That's on the 3rd. That's this Sunday, the 3rd. What time is that? It is 1 to 3. Perfect. At the museum, which is at 100 East Main Street in downtown Ventura. It's right next to Mission Park, close to Ventura Avenue. That's this Sunday. And I saw you have some exciting things going on Thursdays now. Tell us about what's going on with Thursdays around lunch. Thursday is now lunch. Okay, so it's music and lunch at the museum. The team here is really committed to bringing new people into the museum and making a museum not like a stodgy kind of uh, hoity-toity place to go to, but showing that the museum is for everyone. And the museum doesn't exist unless we're able to tell your story. So month (laughs) is a time on Thursdays. We've got music here, professional musician. We've got tables and chairs that we're putting out. We're hoping you'll pick up a box lunch from one of the great restaurants in downtown Ventura. Admission to the museum is completely free. And we just want you to come down and hang out with your friends. And, you know, it's Ventura, so the weather's always beautiful. So that first time that that's happening is this coming Thursday, the 7th of December. Oh, that's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that. And tell me as well, you guys have a lot going on, but tell me about the exhibit you have coming in next week. The next day, we're opening the um, exhibit of Neil Barr's work. It's called In High Style, The Photography of Neil Barr. I literally think everybody is going to love this exhibit. It's really accessible, but it's also quite fine art. Just fine art in a way that we can all really relate to. So Neil Barr, the local boy, grew up here. His parents had Barr's Bakery at the corner of Catalina and Thompson Boulevard. It's not there anymore, but they had great eclairs, so I am told. He went to Brooks Institute up in Santa Barbara and got a photography degree, went off to war, and then moved to New York City, and he became a really renowned fashion photographer with 
covers of magazines like Harper's Bazaar and Life. So the photographs that we're going to be showing are the best of. They're blown up in sizes that they've never been seen before. Neil Barr will be here on Friday, December 8th, 6 to 8 p.m. And he's like one of those rare animals. He's a really nice artist. So he's very, very worth meeting. Um, and we would love for everybody to come down to that. The other thing yeah. that we've got going on in December is on December 12th, 6 to 8, at Ventura Coast Brewery, which is at the corner of Oak and Santa Clara in downtown Ventura. We're going to have our second free life drawing class. So the museum has an artist in residence. His name is Ryan Carr. He did some murals for us when we were doing our redo about a year ago. And he is a figure drawer. Drawer? Figure? What? Figure artist. (laughs) A figure drawer doing figure drawing. All right. Yes, exactly. We have a model that has come. She's not nude. Okay, so I just want to make that very clear. It's a closed (laughs) model. And she comes and poses. And for two hours, Ryan helps give guidance on figure drawing. We did it this Tuesday here at the museum. There are about 35 people there, entirely free. The only thing we ask for are tips for the model. This time we're going to have it at Ventura Coast Brewery, so things might get a little crazier. But this is our way of, again, saying this is your museum Come on in. You don't have to spend a lot of money to have a great cultural experience. So there's a lot going on with the Museum of Ventura County and also the Ag Museum located in Santa Paula. How can people get more information and get connected with everything you have going on? We have a website, of course. I mean, we are in the 21st century. It's called VenturaMuseum.org. But you can also find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Just type in Ventura Museum, and we're, we're there. You can learn more about the Museum of Ventura County by going to their website online. And that website is VenturaMuseum.org. Thank you, Elena, for being on the program today. Thanks, Mike. It was a pleasure. Get ready to take some notes. It's time for the two-minute drill with Michael Anderson on Big Money in the 805. Two-minute drill. Grab a piece of paper and a pencil. It's time for today's two-minute drill. Brought to you by AllocationLink.com. Investment management that is low cost and smart. Learn more at AllocationLink.com. Now, these are the 12 unifying principles of personal finance. It's important for everyone. Now, it does not matter if you have large amounts of money or if you have no money at all. Wherever you're at and what your financial picture looks like, we want these 12 principles to be the frame around your financial picture. If you understand these and integrate them into your life, it will help you make good decisions. So let's talk about the 12 principles of personal finance. Number one, progress. Excellence with money is more a product of good habits than a single revolutionary event. Number two, discipline. A household must continuously spend less than it earns. Number three, future planning. Find your balance with planning for tomorrow and living for today. Number four, debt. If you're using debt to fuel an unsustainable lifestyle, it's the quickest way to financial ruin. Number five, buffer. Changes, surprises, and failures happen to all of us at times. The impact can be minimized if you have a financial buffer in place. Number six, risk. These are the types of risk that you need to be aware of and manage. Sometimes we use insurance to transfer these risks, but you need to be aware of them. Number seven, investing. There are many different investing strategies. When you're investing, you want to know your strategy and have a disciplined approach with it. Number eight, taxes. Minimizing your taxes is the key here. 
Number nine, giving. Giving of your time and your money is good for everyone, donors and recipients. Number 10, estate planning. Everyone should have a clearly written estate planning document in order. Number 11, legacy. Leaving a meaningful impact on your friends, family, and community can often be more important than leaving an estate. And finally, number 12, guidance. Find advice that fits well with your goals, values, and helps you to take action. Now, these are the 12 principles of personal finance wherever you're at in your financial life. It never hurts to dive deeper and learn more about these 12 principles. Hopefully, this will help you on your path to developing good habits and being a good financial steward with your money. If you want some additional help with your financial matters, you can find a fee-only financial advisor at napfa.org or you can contact me directly. I'd be happy to talk with you. You can get more information on my website, maranantha.com. M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com or leave me a message at 805-665-3767. Hi, this is Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. I've dedicated the past 12 years to researching different investment ideas. There are no guarantees when investing, but with a little help, you can find the right approach. I have built AllocationLink.com specifically for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management made simple, smart, and low cost. AllocationLink.com can have your account set up in less than 10 minutes. You don't need to have a million dollars. You don't need to have $100,000. You can get started with as little as $250 today. The secret to investing is regular contributions and giving it time to grow. Please check out my website online. I think it will be a great resource for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management that is smart, low cost, and automatic. Please visit AllocationLink.com to learn more. Or you can leave me a message at 805-665-3767. Well, that does it for our show today. And thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. All previous shows are on Marinantha.com. Special thanks to the Sports Academy and the Museum of Ventura County. I'm Michael Anderson, and our engineer today is Tom Spence. If you have any questions about the show or your financial matters, you can contact me at marinantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com, or leave me a message on my answering service, 805-665-3767. Have a great week, and join us again next time. Do you ever question if your investments are right for you? Do you own any annuities, retirement accounts, or have other money you want help with? Have you ever wondered what your advisor is making or how they get paid? Get a free second opinion. Talk with Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. Call his answering service today, 805-665-3767. Leave a message and get a call back immediately. 805-665-3767 or visit him online, maranantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Michael Anderson is local and fiduciary. No commissions, no gimmicks. Call and leave a message today, 805-665-3767.